Happy Halloween weekend, Wildcats. Here is a special edition of the Wildcat Weekly Recap coming to you on Saturday, October 30th, 2021. The virtual university status update team did not meet this week, so we instead begin by talking about weed. After the passage of Proposition 207 last year, which legalized weed in Arizona, it's been somewhat unclear what the university's policy is on cannabis consumption. I spoke to news reporter Vic Verbalitis, who filled me in on where the university stands with weed. All right, Vic, so what's the deal with weed policy on campus? So the deal with weed policy on campus after the legalization of Proposition 207, um, also known as the Smart and Safe Arizona Act, um, basically, so the act legalized uh, recreational consumption and possession of cannabis in the state of Arizona and uh, for those uh, 21 and older um, if you're under 21 you're still not legally allowed to possess marijuana however the I don't believe the consequences are as severe as they would have been if the um, Smart and Safe Arizona Act had not passed Um, but on campus basically If you're over the age of 21 and you're found to be in possession of cannabis on campus, say in like a residence hall, um, the protocol for like housing, like what the RAs would, how they would respond is pretty much the same. If they detect the scent of marijuana, um, they will call UAPD who will come and investigate the matter. Um, But the thing is that UAPD since they are technically, like the university is federally funded, so they have to uphold the, um, the Drug-Free School and Communities Act um, and you know uh, uphold uh, the Controlled Substances Act, that is a federal act. Um, UAPD is still considered state police, so they, you know, they enforce state laws over federal laws. And since in Arizona, uh, marijuana is legal recreationally now, Um, There's not much that UAPD can do in terms of their response to, um, say, someone who was in possession of a a minor amount of cannabis, and they're over the age of 21. However, um, if you're under the age of 21 and you are possessing cannabis, um, usually the first offense will be you'll get notified, or the dean of students will be notified, and... um, you'll receive a petty offense, basically, with the with UAPD. Um, but if you're over the age of 21, they simply, they kind of just advise you not to possess on campus since it is federally funded, um, and it's just difficult to enforce that. They just kind of advise you not to do that in the future, but there's really no specific repercussions necessarily. So just to be clear, if you're over 21, you won't be criminally charged? Mm-hmm. And if you're under 21... You may get criminally charged. You may get criminally charged, depending on the amount that you possess. And so another thing for the students that are under 21 who are found to be in possession of cannabis, um, they will be subject to other sanctions, including mandatory completion of a drug education course or a hearing with their respective community director. So what has it been like for housing workers to enforce this policy? Um, So according to um, some RAs, it has been a little bit confusing to know the protocols or like how exactly the protocols have changed 
Um, there seems to have been miscommunication between housing and UAPD on how to enforce this um, after the passing of Proposition 207. Um, so um, I actually spoke to someone within housing, Renee Scow, um, who um, was told or told me that you know if UAPD the, or the protocol kind of remains the same for RAs if they detect the scent of marijuana they're still to call UAPD and UAPD will still handle the matter um, but the consequences for the students who um, violate this is just not as clear and um, it's kind of it's just different in that regard uh, yeah, so be sure to check out my article on the Daily Wildcat website, dailywildcat.com, uh, to find more out about, uh, or to find out more about um, the policy for cannabis on University of Arizona campus. Thank you so much, Vic. Of course. Again, that was news reporter Vic Verbalitis. And if you want to read more about his story, Cannabis on Campus, What's the Deal?, Check out our website, dailywildcat.com. On Tuesday, the university added pronouns to its phonebook website, UA Phonebook, which lists the names, emails, and majors of all UA students. News reporter Kate Ewing covered this recent change. Hi, my name is Kate Ewing. I'm a reporter at the Daily Wildcat. Cool. What desk? News desk. Best desk. That's right. <laughs> Who's your favorite editor? Um, I really like Peyton, honestly. Uh, cool. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to edit this part out. It'd be funny if I didn't, though. Um, no, because, John, you're a good editor. Thank you. Yeah. So, Kate, I heard that there are some changes coming to the UA phone book. Yeah. Um, the University uh, Diversity Inclusion Office is updating the phone book with the addition of pronouns, which is really cool. Uh, basically, that's going to look like anybody can voluntarily go into UAccess and update their profile with their preferred pronouns, and it will also update class rosters if you are a student. Cool. Which pronoun series are being implemented? Um, so there are the binary pronouns, which are she, her, he, him, and... Um, there's also the combos, she, they, he, they. So there's different ones, and they have those listed on the website as well. Sick. And when are these changes being implemented? October 26th, which is today. Awesome. At the time of this recording. <laughs> the time it is October 26th. <laughs> cool. All right, Kate. Thanks for joining me today. Sick. Thank you for having me. That was news reporter Kate Ewing with the coverage on the changes coming to the UA phone book. To read more about her story, visit dailywildcat.com. Up next, a story from news reporter Sean Meixner on some drama that recently happened with the faculty senate regarding some changes to the gen ed curriculum for UA undergrads. But first, a word from our sponsor. Fecal matter, the politics of beer asteroids in space, and health communication. If any of these topics pique your interest, check out Behind the Beaker, a weekly science podcast produced by The Daily Wildcat. Behind the Beaker is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Udbha Venkatraman, and me, Jillian Barch, about the unbelievable science and even more unbelievable scientists behind it at the University of Arizona. 
Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you stream podcasts. And follow Behind the Beaker on Twitter and The Daily Wildcat on all social media platforms. That was a word from our sponsor. If you are interested in working for The Daily Wildcat and are a University of Arizona student, visit dailywildcat.com forward slash apply now. Interested in getting the news right in your inbox? Sign up for one of our weekly newsletters at dailywildcat.com forward slash newsletter sign up. On October 4th, the University of Arizona Faculty Senate passed a motion clarifying that it did not grant full approval to the general education refresh passed by the Arizona Board of Regents in June. News reporter Sean Meixner filled me in on the details. I'm Sean Meixner. I'm a news reporter at the Daily Wildcat. So Sean, tell me, what drama went down at the Faculty Senate these past few months? So basically, what happened was, is there was a vote on the general education refresh in the Senate. And there was clearly some confusion about whether or not it was an official vote. Um, uh, Due to it being uh, an online thing through Zoom, there was clearly some miscommunication. Um, But basically, uh, some members of the Senate voiced concerns saying this vote wasn't official. That the vote they had um, passed was basically a, what's the word, Um, kind of a general approval of the idea of it, but it it needed to be further implemented and there needed to be more discussion about it before it was officially approved. However, due to kind of the confusion around some of this, um, it was brought to the Board of Regents and passed. Um, then there was still there was still confusion months later um, after this after um, after the Board of Regents had passed it to the point where members of the Senate officially decided that they needed to state what the Senate's official viewpoint was, not just a couple members, but an ofi- official viewpoint. So on October fourth, there was another meeting in which a vote was passed to basically say, we never officially approved this. Mm -hmm. So start us from the beginning. How did you hear about this whole thing? Um, So I heard about this through you um, (laughs) because you gave me the information about um, uh, a a contact reached out and said, there's been some confusion um, in the Senate. Uh, This wasn't officially approved, but the Board of Regents still approved it. Um, so after hearing about that, I reached out to that person. Uh, they kind of gave me more information, lots of documents, that type of thing. And then I had to just kind of keep digging. It was a big process of reading lots of official documents, recordings, um, interviewing other sources. Uh, so then based on all that, I put together an original article. So, yeah. Nice. And so what was one of the issues with the general education refresh well one of the big issues was the the biggest issue actually was that there was a ton of content in it that wasn't even present when the senate voted on it so what the senate voted on the faculty senate mm-hmm. was different than what abor voted on yes so um the one of the what the senate voted on was lacking what's called the american institutions program which would basically when you dumb it all down is a civics requirement as part of the gen ed program at the University of Arizona. That wasn't even present when the Senate voted on it, but it was present when it was discussed in the um, 
the AAEA meeting, which is, I think, is a subcommittee of the Board of Regents, where uh, the provost presented it. And then it was also present when the Board of Regents voted on it. And that wasn't, was never there in the, what the faculty senate had seen. Interesting. And I heard that the general education refresh also gets rid of the lab requirement. Yes. Um, uh, it's, they're basically, one of the things that will be changed is what we have now, although whether or not it's still implemented per se is debatable, but what we have now is a kind of a requirement of kind of a classical science, you know, um, uh, a lab science, uh, a, a typical science, you know, physics, chemistry, these types of things, kind mm-hmm. of basic core scientific things. However, um, what what it appears to be is that with the new things, they're going to really be focusing more on kind of social sciences as the science requirement. So not necessarily the more what we think of as the classic sciences, I guess. Mm. Interesting. And so what happened after this was passed by ABOR? Um, so after this was passed by ABOR, um, there was a group of senators who were frustrated and they sent a letter to the Board of Regents saying, we never approved this. We didn't even see some of the stuff you guys approved, basically. Mm-hmm. And when did this occur? When uh, This occurred on uh, June 10th. So this was basically, it had been passed by the subcommittee, the AEA committee. And they sent a letter, and it was just the day before the vote. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, I can't speak to whether everyone read it or anything you know i i didn't yeah. i i tried to reach out to one of the regents but lots of mixed communication gotcha and are all faculty senators opposed in favor of this refresh um so yes and no um the the senate's official statement is that it was never officially approved but some senators clearly think it's a good idea some i think are more opposed to um opposed to this type of thing but i think the the biggest concern wasn't inherently that anyone was opposed to this program it's that proper procedure wasn't followed that's the big deal at the heart of it whether or not uh, other people have beliefs on if it's a good idea to have a civics component if it's a good idea to remove the lab science that's I can't necessarily speak to everyone's opinions on that, but the biggest concern was the lack of official kind of approval, that there wasn't kind of a longer, deeper discussion about this. Mm -hmm. And so now the Faculty Senate held a clarifying vote in October, right? Yes. Uh, Dr. Layla Hudson, um, a member of the Faculty Senate, uh, basically, I think, was kind of aware that there was a lot of kind of differentiating opinions in the Senate in that not everyone was kind of on board with what had happened. There were a lot of people who were confused and concerned. And uh, she decided um, we, as the Senate, not just as a a small group of senators sending a letter to the Board of Regents, but we as the Senate as a governing body of the University of Arizona have to say, we never approved of this. Mm -hmm. And so... What was the voting outcome? Uh, the voting outcome point? was uh, a simple majority. Gotcha. And so has ABOR been notified of this clarifying vote? No. Um, I reached out to multiple members of the Senate about that. Uh, there has still not been an official notification, um, and it's partially because 
it isn't really clear what they're going to do. Um, Dr. Hudson, who proposed it, I think was thinking of kind of a big official statement coming from the Board of Regents rather than uh, a specific kind of par- part of the Senate. I think she was thinking of kind of a whole, like, the 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 governing body as a whole saying, this is what happened and we're not okay with it. Um, there was some debate during that meeting about how that would be implemented. All right. What What is the future of the ge- general education refresh? Um, I wish I knew. <laughs> um, it's certainly complicated. There's courses being created right now that that's what the general education committees are currently working on. Um, uh, I don't know if sending an official notification to the Board of Regents would do anything at this point, um, considering that it's been it's been like over four months since this was voted on and officially approved of, and things have been in the works since then. All right, Sean, thank you for joining me. Of course, thank you. That was news reporter Sean Meixner. To read more on his article on this subject, visit dailywildcat.com. This has been the Wildcat Weekly Recap. This show is made possible by Arizona Student Media, our news team, and listeners like you. Thank you to everyone involved, including Editor-in-Chief Maggie Rockwell, Multimedia Editor Pascal Albright, News Editor Christiane Barnjack, and the Daily Wildcat team. Online, all the time, at dailywildcat.com. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you stream podcasts. For story tips, email storyideas at dailywildcat.com. Follow us on social media at Daily Wildcat and sign up for our themed newsletters at dailywildcat.com forward slash newsletter sign up. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.